podcast about books and the authors behind them. I'm your host, Lily, and today I'll be talking about Huda Fami, artist and illustrator of the wildly popular Yes, I'm Hot in This comics. Yes, I'm Hot in This is about Huda's life and experiences as a Muslim woman who wears a hijab in Texas. Her comics are short and funny with situations including her family, her faith, and of course, awkward questions with white people, including the ever classic, but aren't you hot in that? Her comic is posted on her Instagram, which is, uh, yes, I'm hot in this, no dashes or spaces, um, and her Twitter, which is also, yes, I'm hot in this. If you want to find out if she is, in fact, hot in that, uh, spoiler alert, she just might be. Or just look at her super awesome comics, which I totally recommend. Go follow her. Uh, this podcast episode was started because of my librarian, Robin, who stalked yes, I'm hot in this at her book fair, and my brother picked it up and just absolutely fell in love with it, like seriously in love, would not stop quoting it for months. And once I actually sat down and read it from cover to cover, I understood why. Huda is hilarious with these snappy jokes and really whipstorm humor, a really fun art style. She also has a new book out called That Can Be Arranged, which we talk about a bit in our interview, so I don't want to spoil it too much, but it's about arranged marriages and her marriage to her husband and her relationship with her husband. So without further ado, Huda Fami. My name is Huda Fahmi. I'm the illustrator of the webcomic, uh, Yes, I'm Hot in This. And uh, it's a webcomic I started about almost three years ago. It'll be three years in March. Um, it's about the musings and misadventures of the life of a Muslim woman who was born and raised in America, living in America, and the, you know, the weird, crazy things that happened to her. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's pretty much it. So I know you have... Hot after your um your account name. Uh, so how did you choose the comics that went into that book? Like, were any comics you're like, oh, I want to put here. Oh no, I have to, I have to take this out because it's going to be too long. Uh, yeah, they asked me to organize the comics into like chapters, and so that really helped kind of tell me like, okay, well, this is what I want to keep and this is what I don't. So there's like a chapter that's just about kind of Huda in general. It's supposed to lay out what her my characters also named Huda and what her personality is. Um, there's a chapter about Huda meeting her husband and, and what their dynamic looks like. There's a chapter about Huda and a character named Susan. And that chapter is pretty much just uh, about like a lot of microaggressions um, that happen. And she kind of represents every like white person I've ever met <laughs> that's mm -hmm. ever said anything to me that um, maybe came from a place that was, you know, well-intentioned, but it generally is really just um, a hot mess. And, uh, <laughs> and then there's a chapter that's just about like, like aggressive people, really aggressive people and, and the more like less well-intentioned people and the, the interactions that I, that my character has between them. And then uh, I think there's a chapter about what I imagine Muslims in movies would look like. And it's just like really silly if I was, they were to be in there. And then finally the last chapter was just about like my hopes for, for what, what my hope and wish and uh, my life would be like, or, or hopefully in the future it'll come to be like. So having those separated into chapters really helped me figure out like what comics I wanted to put in there and what comics um, didn't quite fit. Um, there's a lot of new comics and then there's a lot of comics that are just from my very early days. Um, so have you exaggerated the people in your life to make characters for your stories? Um, yeah, almost, uh, you know, the characters have to be exaggerated. Um, you know, I, I, a lot of my, my, the character that's based on me um, has, I think it's called elevator wit. I think when you can think of like the perfect 
thing that you in the right moment you want to say it and you get to say it instead of like going home and like oh, I should have said that so so that's in my comics that's the version that I wish I was in real life I wish I could say what I really wanted to say in person um, sometimes I'm just flustered or I'm generally a nice person I like to believe that so I just even when I'm uh, when somebody comes at me with aggression I'm still like maybe they're having a bad day you know so, so but then I'll go home yeah. and think about it and I'll be like wait a second um and then my husband is very exaggerated. Uh, the the character that I draw as my husband, um, based on my husband, um, I always make him seem like just really goofy, really silly. Uh, you know, complimenting each other really well, which he is a pretty goofy person, but not not like super goofy. Um, he gets my humor. He enjoys my humor, which is the most important thing <laughs> is that I can make him laugh. Uh, but he's so smart. He's to me, he's like one of the smartest people I've ever met, and so I like making fun of him in the comics or teasing him in the comics. Um, I draw a lot about my mom. She's like, that's, that's, you know, uh, it's based on stuff like conversations that happen. Uh, but my mom and I have a very healthy, very loving relationship. And that's sometimes maybe not fully made clear if you had no context and we're just reading the comics. Um, but I love my mom. We're like best friends. And it's, um, you know, that was a rocky relationship, but I think everyone you know, you grow up, you have this rocky relationship with your mom, and then she just turns into your best friend. And, and, uh, and so, you know, she's just, um, she's maybe the, like, the most exaggerated version of herself in my comics. Um, the only person who's not exaggerated, really, is Susan. Yeah. Who is almost always, word for word, some of the things that I hear uh, in real life, or, or my friends hear, and they tell me, or I've taken it from the headlines, or, you know, stuff that I've yeah. read about. Uh, that's the only thing that's crazy. I guess Susan isn't one person. Like, right, exactly. Susan is not one person. Like she, person. You're right. She embodies all the kinds of people that I've met that have said things to me. Um, and so you're right. So she, so she does represent, in that sense, she is exaggerated and that she isn't a real person and she does represent more than one person. Um, but yeah. Um, okay. What inspired me to start drawing comics? Okay, so I've always loved comics. I've, I've loved, I grew up, I actually learned to read, um, I actually, I, so I was born here in America, but my mom really spoke to us only in Arabic. I say us, my sisters and I, in Arabic for a very long time. I went to private school for like kindergarten and first grade. And so when I started second grade, I was very much a foreigner because I didn't, I didn't speak English. I didn't get idioms. I didn't get a lot of the humor. So I really had to pick it up quickly because I was like prime, you know, meat for, for, for bullies. Um, so I picked it up through reading a lot of comics. I would read like um, Garfield. And then further on, I was started to read Calvin and Hobbes and the far side. And, and um, anyway, so, and then I got into manga and anime and stuff like that growing up even more. Uh, so I always loved to draw. And when I got married, I stopped teaching and I decided I wanted to draw. And then I, I don't know why I got scared. My art was very, I wasn't a very good artist. I didn't know how to draw. I bought a book on how to draw. And I was like, oh my God, my tree is a blob. I, I have no idea how to do this. I really had these high expectations. So I let it go and I decided not to do it. And I went back to teaching. Then I had my son and I, I stopped teaching. And, um, and then, 
you know, that was 2016. And in 2016, at the end of the year, Trump was elected. And there was, I was always about social justice. I was always about talking, um, fighting for the underdog. I was always about, you know, that was just growing up. My parents always took us to protests. We always, you know, I, I was going to be a lawyer. I actually went to law school to be, um, you know, a public defender or something, you know, like somebody who, who helps other people. And uh, so when he was elected, it was just got, I just, my blood was boiling and it was so much more increased hate um, against marginalized people. Um, and and Muslim, the Muslim ban uh, came into yeah. effect and it was just horrible. And, it, and I, I was really tense all the time, really anxious all the time. And, and I, so I decided to, and I've always been about like diary and journaling and stuff like that. So I decided to just get my anxiety out and everything that I was feeling because I wished people would actually see what it was like to be a Muslim um, be like at least my story of what my version is of being a Muslim because there's so many different stories, different types of, of people, you know, who just happen to be Muslim and, and they're just so different from each other. So I wanted to tell my story. Uh, and I and I started writing like a blog. I'm an English major. I started writing a blog and, and, it, uh, and then my sister suggested that I draw a comic for her based on one of my stories. And it's just like, ding, I was like, why don't I just go back to it? And I was like, forget all these other comic artists that I see, I'm gonna just draw my own. And I started off really rough, stick figures, just didn't care. I just had a story to tell. I had to get my story out there. It was, it was like, it just had to come out and it did. And uh, and then that's kind of just how it started. And that's what inspired me just to kind of really have, feel like my voice is heard. Um, if I'm rambling, please stop me <laughs> because I can really go into it. I, you know, there's like so many, there's so, there are, there's Muslim representation out there. The only thing is, is I didn't relate to any of the Muslim representation out there. A lot of it is super extreme. Either it's like the Muslim who hates being a Muslim and wants to take off her scarf and wants to date boys and wants to go against everything about her culture and is ashamed of her parents and yada, yada, yada hates her culture, whatever. And then there's that extreme and then there's the other extreme where she's like a terrorist or the wife of a terrorist or wants needs to be liberated or or you know she's abused or it was just so extreme that was those were the only two kinds of muslims i was seeing and i was like i really don't relate to any of this at all and so that was another that's what continues my like inspiration every time a muslim character pops up into a show i'm just like well let's see you know i'm not gonna hold my breath let me let me see what kind of oh she's she is a terrorist working with some kind of cell i was watching um shaft the new shaft it came out uh this year sometime earlier and the plot was about this like muslim terrorist family who oh they turned out not to be really terrorists and it was really and i was like i don't care if they turned out to be good I hate seeing, I'm sorry, I feel like I'm rambling, but I, don't, I hate seeing Muslims being, you just, that, that's the only narrative that we can exist in, is that they're terrorists or suspected of being terrorists, but oh, hey, they're the good guy. I mean, it was, it just yeah. bothers me every single time. Or, or like, I don't know if it was, there's a, there's a, there's a show on Netflix now where there was like a girl who wore the hijab and, and she's a Muslim and stuff, and then it, this season, she decides to take off her scarf for a boy. Like, like why? <laughs> she didn't have to do that. It's just, it's just an unnecessary thing that they're always trying to de-veil us, unveil us, whatever, free us, because they think that's all we want and that's all that it's talked about. Anyway, it just bothers me. And so I thought, let me just tell my story because nobody else is telling the story. So 
but there are other people who are now telling the story. I mean, they're, they're, we're seeing a lot. Um, I'm seeing a lot more writers and authors like um, Sajida Ali, who wrote uh, with who co-wrote with Ibtihaj Muhammad the, the the proudest blue. It's a picture book. Um, Hafsa Faisal, who wrote this amazing young, uh -huh. you know, YA. Uh, oh my God, I'm so excited. I mean, it's just that's what I want to see. It's just what I want to see. There's Uzma Jalaluddin, who wrote Aisha at Last, which is kind of like a Pride and Prejudice play out. Anyway, so I'm really excited to see this. Finally, we're starting to see more representation that, that that is really something I could relate to. That is these women who are proud of where they come from, who are proud of being Muslim, who are happy to, you know, to just show that they're living their lives doing awesome things and being Muslim at the same time. You know, sorry, I felt like I talked for a really long time. You yeah. didn't hear something, but <laughs> that's, the, that's the that's why we're doing it. Um. So I heard you have a new book coming out called yeah. That Can Be Arranged. What is that about? Like, is that all? It's a, a collection of comics? Like, uh, No, so this one's not a collection of comics. These are pretty much never before seen. Um, it is almost, it's a graphic memoir because, you know, semi autobiographical memoir-ish thing. It's, um, it is illustrated, but it is a story. So you get to read what happens um, to how it's, it's a story of how I met my husband. Um, but more than that, it, it really is a story of how I came to to see my my own self-worth and value um, while, again, maintaining my love for my culture and my religion and my respect for my family and my friends and all that. Um, and so it's this story of kind of self-growth, self-love before finding out how to love somebody else. Um, and but it ends yeah i mean it's that can be arranged it ends with a, you know my marriage to my husband and uh and it's it's it was a fun book to write it was a lot more emotional than i thought like it made me a little bit emotional writing it um so it was really it was fun and, and emotional and i really hope people like it i really hope you know it's such a it's such a vulnerable thing to put out these emotions and you ask yourself why do i do this why do i open myself up to letting other people see this side of me that I know is vulnerable and I'm sharing these um, memories and um, and I, it truly is I hope to connect. I really want to connect with with people and, and and hopefully inspire people to feel like they can tell their stories too. So I'm excited for it to come out. March 10. Yeah. Oh okay Mark. So your your comics um, a lot of them are about like interacting with people who don't know any like who only know things that your culture and your religion from these stereotypes yeah and these stories that weren't written by muslim voices yeah so one thing obviously barring the obvious that you could have everyone like just know the answer to just not be asked anymore what would it be that i wish everyone would just know the answer to hmm. um you know I, I do wish they would stop asking where are you from. I mean, okay. I hate that question. I hate it so much. I, I don't mind it so much when it's other like other marginalized people that are asking me because I know I know like Arabs are asking me because I'm Arab. You know, my parents are yeah. Arab, and they're asking. Not when I ask, it doesn't make me feel other. It makes me feel like oh, maybe we know our families back home. Like you know, do you want us to tell you like where are you from so that we can try to tell you where we're from so that we can connect? It's just, it's a way to connect. But when you know like white people ask me where I'm from, it's like <laughs> it's just to, it just makes me feel 
further other. And so I hate that. It's like, we know you're not from here. We're asking that question because we want to let you, we want to make this, create this idea that, Hey, you're not, you're not of us. And um, there's no connection behind the question. There's no way for us to bond through that question. Um, so I, I truly hate that question. It's, and I try not to answer it when I'm asked, um, which annoys people a lot, but I'm, I'm 35. I don't care anymore. If I annoy people. Yeah. I have a special guest here. Oh! Hi, Elmer! Hi! Hi, how are you? I'm well, thank you. You know, I love your name. I love the name Oliver. Thank you. Your movie, Arrow. <laughs> like, Arrow. <laughs> oh, man. How old are you? I'm 11. Can I ask, can I ask you, you don't have to answer, but um, can I ask you, why, what do you like about my comic? I'm always fascinated when younger people like my comics. Do they just I make don't know. It's, it's funny. Do you learn a lot from them? I hope you learn from them. Maybe? Yeah. You don't have to learn. He was going around. <laughs> he was going around when he first got it, and he was just reading all the comics to the rest of us. And we were like, you read that to us three times. Okay, we got it. We get it. I love it. That makes me so happy. That makes me so happy. I, I hope to come out with more. Do you does he do you let him read my Instagram comics, the new ones that come out? Oh, you froze. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I've just shown him the new one. Oh, I've shown him some of them. Okay. I have to show him more of yeah. them. My my niece is eight, almost eight. And uh, when she found out that there were new comics every day, she was like, Mom. Like, why aren't you showing these to me? So it was just, it was funny. Like kids don't, don't know. They, they think it stops with the book and they don't know they could just go online and, and read the new ones. So. so what was your publishing process like? So I have a very different publishing story than a lot of people. And it's part of what feeds into my imposter syndrome where I feel like I haven't earned it. Um, I was actually scouted. Like they, they found me through a friend of mine who she uh, her name is Marzi and she does she draws introvert doodles and uh, and I love her so much and she she's also published um, and so she told her editor about me and her editor so her editor reached out to me after checking out my my Instagram in 2018 and that was that was it and shortly after that my agent uh, found me and um, we we signed a contract and so now I'm represented by Kathleen uh, from New Leaf Literary and she's the one who pitched my second book to um, to Anders McNeil who's my dream publisher and so um, and so that that's kind of how it happens so usually what happens is people will pitch themselves they'll they'll look for agents or they'll pitch themselves to these publishing companies um, and hope that they're found or hope that they're they're um, signed but um, I went a little bit a different route so it's been a blessing and definitely uh, a lot of, I'm doing a lot of learning but yeah it's been a lot of so that was mine that's how I was that's how my process happened and then I write the book so they have me I write the book I wrote I wrote the first book in about two months and and sent it and it took about six, six months before it was published so I, I turned my I turned this last book in I turned it in, in in about maybe June or July and it won't be out for another you know, I had to turn in all the edits by August. They they kept sending me edits, and then, and now it's done. And uh, and now we're gonna we're gonna go into publishing. We're gonna go into marketing really soon to market the books. That's exciting. So, so yeah. What kind of edits do you usually do? 
Uh, well, it's a lot of minor stuff. Like, thank God, it hasn't been really major stuff. Sometimes they'll say, uh, what, I, what I'm afraid of them saying is, this is not clear, this needs to be clarified, this needs to be um, redone or reworked or redrawn. But what most of mine have just been like um, a grammar mistake here and there or capitalization or... Um, or I will go back and realize, oh, I didn't draw this correctly, or I need to change the font, or I need to change this and the color, and yada yada, and and uh, it's very minor stuff. Thankfully, they're not too big. They're not because it's thankfully I I haven't had many major edits that have required like a long a long time to fix. Yeah, minor. Um, stuff. This is completely like just for me. But what program do you use to draw? I I use Adobe Illustrator and uh, a Wacom tablet. So I would like to thank Huda for coming onto my podcast and hanging out for a bit. It was so fabulous to chat with you and I hope we can talk some other time. Lots of love. Um, Huda is just so fabulous, y'all. I was so honored to get down, to sit down and talk with her. Um, I, I know we're going through a difficult time right now. So I hope we can all remember to stay inside if possible, stay healthy, and stay hopeful. Find some books to read, call our friends, watch new TV shows. None of us asked for this. Um, I know it's really difficult for all of us. So you know, keep washing our hands um, for 20 seconds in the World Health Organization approved way to wash our hands. And we will get through this together. So one of the books that Hoda recommended when we were talking is called We Hunt the Flame by Hafsa Fazil. And um, so I would recommend that book to you all if you were looking for something. And it, it's not similar to Yes, I'm Hot in This, but it is um, recommended by the author. So that, that's a glowing recommendation from me. Um, so go read that. I have not read it, so I cannot recommend it personally. But I've heard glowing reviews. Um, just like a really exciting beginning to a series. It's a YA fantasy, and it takes place... Um, in a really exciting world. So go read that. Uh, it's called We Hunt the Flame. And of course, Ramadan Mubarak to all. And thank you for listening to Babbling Books. I'm glad you joined me.